Second bonus show. You are welcome. So many fans wrote in in the email. How great! Did they like they a bonus show? Oh, they loved it. Thank you. 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 The fans love live shows. Thank you. Thank you, my mistress. Thank you. Thank you. He's he's not your mistress. Don't be literal. Thank you. 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 As you know, we're not usually on the air during Thanksgiving week. Sirius XM forces me to take the week off, but this year I said, screw you. I'm giving back to my fans. Listeners wrote in to thank us for the holiday gift, ah, Robin. Yes, wow. Thank you. Thank you, my mistress. Thank you, my mistress. <laughs> Again, my mistress. Thank you, my mistress. Thank you, my mistress. Wow. Again, it's Thanksgiving mistress. week thank and Howard's thank on live. What a surprise and treat. Well, you fans have been great to us and we feel it's oh. only right. It's on, uh, <laughs> ah, <laughs> it's the Monday before Thanksgiving and Howard and the gang are working a beautiful start to a beautiful week. Thanks, Howard. Uh, I, I wanted to do another, uh, surprise show, uh, tomorrow, but Sirius XM will not allow me under they're the laws. They're taking control away from you. Yes. They're, they're forcing me back. So tomorrow we will not be here, but today we are here <sighs> with you, giving you an excellent show, which I predict will be an excellent show because I know what <sighs> I'm thinking about. Shows during the week of Thanksgiving. Stop the clock. I never remember you doing that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> my <laughs> mistress. <laughs> There you go. By the way, a lot of people, as long as I'm talking about what fans are talking about, um, the, the fans wrote in about Bobo's wife, his real wife. We had a fake Bobo's wife, and then the real wife got on the phone. Yeah. I'm so glad you guys called out that liar Bobo regarding having COVID. He's such an asshole, blah, blah, blah. You know, Bobo took tremendous amount of hits on uh, all of that with the COVID. Uh, everything about him is a pathological lie and a desperate attempt for Howard to pay attention to him. I don't know why Howard didn't give him the axe after that. My brother died on 9-11 stunt. Unfollow Bobo. Hashtag unfollow Bobo. So a lot of people are uptight. Uh-uh. Bobo Bobo says it was not his fault. He did. Uh, w- he was told that he had COVID, and it was a big mess. Some fans even thought I was being too hard on Bobo. There are many false positive tests for COVID. Howard, I think you're making a too big a deal about Bobo. Give him a break. And, Wait, and in terms, Bobo didn't get the actual test, the good test, until after he had taken treatment and a whole bunch of other things. Wouldn't you take the PCR test or whatever it's called before you got treatment? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your explanation. <laughs> oh. But like I said, Bobo put his wife Dawn on the air. All the years Bobo's been calling in, we never heard from Dawn. No. Um. She didn't even think her husband had COVID based on his symptoms. The fans love hearing from her after all these years. In fact, uh, and for those of you who missed it, I can't imagine you would miss one show, but here is Bobo's wife. This is me. This is me. That is not Bobo's wife. <laughs> I'm going to try and find What was it. interesting about his wife is Bobo was there. Come here, come here. Get on the phone and tell him I was sick. And she got on the phone and refuted yeah, everything. I don't think I have partner. Bobo's wife. It's on the card deck. Oh, good lord! Well, 
All right. I never thought that he did have COVID. I mean, you don't go on the trails for like three miles um, when you're sick. You just don't do things like that. You don't exactly. um, sit in the same room with your family and breathe all over them if you think you have a deadly disease. Just stuff like See? that. This guy, remember you know, it's when embarrassing he... to be married to Bobo. You understand this, right? <laughs> <laughs> that was his real wife. Yeah, we didn't write yeah. that line. Hey, Bobo, what's it like when your wife, seriously, what's it like when your wife goes, it's really embarrassing being married to Bobo? Oh, that was like a spear right through the heart. I tell you, I, I didn't see that coming. What happened? You didn't know, that? <laughs> you didn't know she was embarrassed? <laughs> no, Bobo. I, I, I knew it. <laughs> What is it like after, do you stand up for yourself and do you go, listen, you know, I'm a good husband, I'm a provider, I'm blah, blah. did you try to say what's so embarrassing? Did you have a discussion with your wife about it? Howard, I'm a beaten man. <laughs> I, I mean, all these years, the stuff that I've done associated with the show and how the show always came first, which I learned a valuable lesson not to do. And put the show second, and I learned that the hard way. Let me tell you, especially that, you know, uh, you know, the end of the world stuff. That really hurt her big time. My whole family actually, they thought I was insane, you know. And uh, how I told. Well, them, I just you know, imagine when your wife gets on the air and says, "I knew Bobo didn't have COVID, and I knew that Bobo, you know, was breathing all over his family." And quite frankly, it's 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 embarrassing being married to Bobo. It's not easy. <laughs> Um, you know, I, I got to, I got to admit, I felt a little bit for you right there. Yeah, it was tough. It was tough. You know, she put up with all my craziness. And then back in New York, I had that big shrine. I had the whole basement. She was very gracious to let me do that. You know, a lot of women wouldn't want the whole basement dedicated to the Stern show. And I had the whole entire basement, you know, I had my shrine down there. So she was cool with that. So I always, you know, respected her for that, but. I crossed the line too many times to mention, put it that way. All right. So in other but words, when your there. wife says it's difficult being married to Bobo and embarrassing, you understand, you actually agree with her, and uh, therefore you can uh, you can accept that. Howard, that walk of shame, forget about what that did to me. If I had to rethink that, I would have never, ever did that, ever. That was the worst of the worst for me. Trust me. All right. Well, there you go, Rob. You know, uh, a little... I gotta... a little a little glimpse into Bobo and his pain. Which, well, you know, uh, it just reminds me that Bobo really isn't well thought out. You know, uh, he doesn't think these things through and what the consequences might be or what it might mean to the others around him. Let me write that down. Bobo is not well thought out. I never considered that. Uh, you're right. No, I think no, I no. agree I, with that. It, you know, all of these things, it just reminded me of how he showed up at the hospital when your baby was born. That he doesn't really yeah. think about. He just gets an impulse, and he goes. You know what it is? <laughs> I'm guilty of being in the state of confusion. That's my problem. <laughs> and right, fair enough. Fair enough. Let's leave it at but that. But i got to say one thing. It turns out, listen to this. This is, this is a new update. It turns out the Seminole County Department of Health called me on Friday last week, and they signed me a case to go on my first initial rapid test, which was positive. So saying that was positive because it was – um, within the outside 48 hours of my second PCR test. That's what they go by. Well, your so wife I said, said and I got to ask you something. Your wife yeah. said, if Bobo thought he had COVID, 
Why was he sitting there breathing all over his family? Because I'm like crazy. I think every time I get a cold, a sore throat, I have COVID. So she, you know, it's like what you said, the, the boy that cries wolf. She goes, ah, you don't have COVID. I didn't think he had COVID. Uh, all right. I okay. Okay. Bob, uh, Bob, please. He's not even answering the question. No, no. It's just crazy. He, he doesn't hear the question or he doesn't understand it. I don't know what's going on there. I'm processing hey. it. All right, thank you. All right, thank you, Bobo. I have an announcement to make. I um, tested positive for COVID. Bobo's called a million times. He's on the phone line every day. That moron will say anything to make Howard look his way. Well, he's asked a million questions in all his shitty calls. But this time he went way too far. Yes, he deceived us all. Come on. Bobo fucking lied. Said he almost died. Said I got COVID-19, everybody. Bobo fucking lied. Stop with the bullshit. I did the right thing. I tell you, man, I thought it was down for the count. By the way. Even teary. Oh, my. I forgot. He, he wrestled <laughs> up a couple of tears. Yeah. You're the character. <laughs> the wife said, listen, it ain't easy being married to Bobo, and I happen to agree. <laughs> um, by the way, just listening to that Queen song parody, I have to say, you know, and my opinion on music counts more than most people because I was a professional radio disc jockey who played music in the progressive rock format and album rock format. Let's not forget who I am. I'm not just some schlub off the street. I am a disc jockey, a professional radio disc jockey in the Radio Hall of Fame. Can you imagine? Damn. You got credentials. <laughs> I got big credentials and four-year winner of the Best Hair Award. <laughs> but uh you know the best queen song is keep yourself alive remember i said that the other day but you know yes, you bohemian rhapsody too i mean but keep yourself alive what a great song that is that riff you know that that riff that brian may plays in the beginning of that song good lord that's good play that freddie come on just the, you know, the opening. Keep yourself alive, queen. <laughs> Coming at you. It gets you charged up, right? Oh, yeah. Then you keep yourself alive. What is that, Fred? What is he playing? It's fucking up my show again. <laughs> Fred, come on. I rely on you. I'm trying. You're my this man. Thing is not, it's not playing for me. Hold on. Uh, come on. Yes, hey, we're pulling back the curtain, I guess. Uh, Listen to Fred crawling under his desk and fixing something. <laughs> I mean, what is he doing over there? No, it's just it's uh, not resetting. All right, that's okay. I don't want to hear the song. Though. I like the I like this. Let us hear the song you're playing. Yeah. I think Fred no. is taking salsa lessons, and we're listening to his <laughs> lesson. No, that was that's music right. for another thing, and it didn't reset. Okay, fair enough. All right, forget all right. it. We're gonna move on. Got you. Okay, I surprised him. Yeah. Okay. All right, thank you. There you go. Uh, yeah, so that was Bobo putting his wife on the air. For what it's worth. That was oh. great, and it worked out terribly for him. <laughs> Remember, I mean, how could, yeah, how could you forget that uh, Beetle, we had a whole discussion about who was the greatest whack packer alive, either Beetlejuice or Eric the actor, and many people were passionate about it. The audience uh, weighed, weighed in about it. Like, for example, Jillian Barbary tweeted that Beetle was 100% the best because he's Beetle and he's bad as can and he knows. 
the Beatle is the best, blah, 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 blah. Uh, hearing, hearing about him this past week makes me miss him so much. I hope he can return someday. Yeah, we do too. I've always loved the stained cover of the Beatles song, but the blues traveler version kicks ass too. This is why I'm bringing it up. And thank you to the listener who sent this in. I don't have your name. I forgot about Blues Traveler. Yes, Aaron Aaron Lewis from Stained did a version of Beatles song, which was great. But the Blues Traveler, one I'd forgotten about, I didn't remember it. And they did a version of the Beatles song. And it is really, really good. Those motherfuckers were talented. Blues Traveler. Love those well, guys. They're so talented. You act like yeah, they're gone. Yeah. You don't see him anymore. What's his name? John Popper, right? Wasn't that yeah. his name? John Popper. Yep. Talented guy. Loved that guy. I told you I saw him at a Nick game. He did the uh, he did a harmonica Star Spangled Banner. It was beautiful. Mm. But anyway, here, just to remind you, I've forgotten about this. Um, Blues Traveler. Right? You know, if you didn't know the show, you'd still love that song. Yeah, you could, it's awesome. Kick ass. You, you could mistake that for a real song. I remember we played, Beat was there, Beat, beat ate uh, John's harmonica after that. He thought it was food. He didn't know. <laughs> but he was excited, the little guy, <laughs> if you remember. Um, yeah, Blues Traveler. You know why I love that band? First of all, we got to know John Popper pretty well. He was quite a character. I like that guy's whole vibe. But didn't he like, from what I remember, and don't forget it was many years ago, we were on K-Rock in the 90s, but John lived like in the woods somewhere, and he was like um, a gun nut and a, 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 into knives, and he, you know, he lived like a whole wild lifestyle. And <clears throat> But what I loved about them was that John Popper, I think when Blues Traveler first hit big, they didn't, like, they pulled that thing where, you know, he's not the good-looking, quote-unquote, front man. So when they made the rock video, they kept John sort of in those shadows, you know, so the girls would like them. Wouldn't turn the light on him. (laughs) Yeah, right. Like I think they shot the video with a flashlight, from what I remember. (laughs) But John was like, fuck you, dude. You know what I mean? Like, the guy, the you know, yeah, he didn't look like a rock star, but his talent made up for it. 
You know, when when you look like John, the the record company's like, well, we can't sign these guys. He doesn't look like, uh, you know, Mick Jagger or Paul McCartney or John Bon Jovi. You know, that's the perfect look for a rock star. You know, they're like, hey, we're going to put you in a tower like Quasimodo. And uh, he's like, back to the audience. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. We're going to put it. We're going to put, you know, that after the elephant man war in the movie, we're going to put you in that. And John, you know what? John has so much talent, John Popper. He was like, fuck you. It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Because, dude, I got more talent than any of you. And they're good. That is a great band. Blues Traveler. Are they still together? I don't know. I don't know. But I like that guy. John Popper, super talent. Good songwriter, too. What were their two big That's they had so two funny big because hits. you make such a big deal about how people look on American Idol and whether they're going to be big or not. Exactly. That's my point. <clears throat> if, I w- if I had a record company, I'd take a look at John. and get out of my office right now. What's <laughs> you would have been you? one of those people. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I judge every book by its cover. You know. What do you want, Gary? You, you were asking his two big hits. Was this one run around yeah. and then a the follow-up was Hook? Hook, I love. Play Hook. Hook is, uh, it's such a brilliant song because it's oh, like... Oh, that's the great one. Yeah, you explained that once. And I was like, yeah. wow, I had no idea. He's singing about the hook to the song is the most important thing. Yeah. he's All he's but talking about... what he's singing about, you don't care. He's singing about how to write a hit song. Don't fuck around. When you're writing a song, you go to the hook. I swear that Beetlejuice song gave me the chills. Yeah, really. Yeah. If I'm doing my job right, he sings. I'm going to bring you back with the hook. And here's the hook. I can sing as long as I want. I can say anything I want. And it doesn't matter what you think. Because my job, if it's done right, the hook brings you back. Yeah. There you go. All right. You got it. There. I just thought I'd give them a little love. Because I'd forgotten about that Beatle song from Blues Traveler. And it's really, really good. And, uh, geez, I am dragging my ass today, man. I, I decided I was going to get into bed early and put on the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame show. I didn't realize, though, it was three hours and 17 minutes. I'm talking about the edited thing you see on TV on HBO. I watched hours. last night, and it was edited tight, mm. and I still had to bail. At yeah. Point. I don't know how much was left, but a lot was left. Yeah, and you want to know something, in my opinion now, I'll tell you, I thought that this year, the show, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame show, whatever you think of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, I thought it was one of the best years I'd ever seen. It was a fabulous show. In fact, what I do to get through the three hours and 17 minutes, the show is on HBO. 
Uh, what I do to get through it fast is to fast forward through most of the shitty acts. And you know what? There wasn't much shitty stuff. I had to watch almost everybody. Um, I'll tell you where I didn't see anything that I want. There was only one thing I wanted to, I did fast through forward through one thing. I know. Well, I fast forward through a couple things. What'd you fast forward through? It was in the Tina Turner tribute when that girl came out just. The Angela Bassett, Christina Aguilera. Oh yeah, yeah. I fast forwarded through her, and I fast forward forward through Angela Bassett. I mean, I know she's an actress. Yeah, she's probably. I, know. <laughs> I hate to badmouth her. I mean, but Jesus Christ, honey, the theatrical. Uh, the, the you know, she's talking about Tina Turner. Just talk like a regular person. It was so actress. You don't have it's to like, act it. Yeah. She's all out of breath. Tina Turner. You know, like like Tina. Listen, I love Tina, Tina. Turner. Tina Turner deserves to be in the <laughs> Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. There's no doubt about it. In fact, if you start wondering why the hell she wasn't in sooner. I mean, she's been well, around she a long time. Ike. They didn't get yeah, around well, to putting her in for her solo stuff. Ike was a piece of shit, huh? Oh, vey, what a jerk. But anyway, uh, this woman comes out, Angela Bassett. I guess she played her in the movies. She played Tina Turner, and she's carrying on. Tina Turner shits diamonds. You know, she's <laughs> carrying on. Like, uh, I'll play a little bit of it, but it's, it's unlistenable. Rose. Yeah, yeah. Tina <laughs> Turner's legs. Like Maya Angelou thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tina Turner's legs could bring world peace <laughs> if they wanted to. <laughs> Imagine. A black girl in Nutbush, Tennessee, who embodied more talent than her small town could have ever dreamed. Imagine that same girl breaking through every barrier to one day make history. That woman, that queen, (laughs) Tina Turner. Tina Turner. I thought she was having an asthma attack. Name last a half hour. Tina. Tina Turner. Turner. <laughs> Who knew that a girl from Nutbush, Tennessee, would one day fought on a boy in a wheelchair who then got up and danced thanks to her noxious gas that had magical and unbelievable powers. <laughs> Tina's music healed the blind, cured the deaf. And her squirt cured cancer. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna pass out. From the only thing like you that. can't see is her hands were flying around while she talked like this. You know, like the, the yes. hand motions were went along with whatever she was saying. That's <laughs> right. I'm doing magic tricks while I'm uh, talking. But, uh, yeah, it was quite a delivery. I fast-forwarded right to her. I can't take any of that nonsense. But uh, it was pretty good, man. I loved the show. It was yeah, one Keith of the best. Yeah, Keith Urban and her were uh, amazing. Keith Urban, who, you know, I mean, I know he's married to Nicole Kidman. That's what I know. And uh, I know for a country guy, he got a lot of tattoos. But, boy, I didn't know how talented he was. He got up there with this woman, her, you know, her was just fine and sexy and really a super talent. She could wail on the guitar. She reminds me of Prince a little bit. You know, yeah, the me talent. too. Yeah. I was thinking and, about uh, that. Yeah, I'm with you on that. When when her and Keith Urban were playing, I could have done with a whole concert of that. Yeah. 
I could see Nicole Kidman getting a little nervous while like she was in the audience watching, but those two had chemistry, her and Keith Urban. Yeah, they looked like they were having yeah. a good time. <laughs> I don't know what Keith Urban's uh, music is like, but uh, when he plays with her, what was the song they did? They did... Um, Oh, that was that Brian Adams duet. What was it called? Uh, it's only love. They did, it's only love. Yeah. It's only yeah. It's only love. If you're feeling it, and you, it's only love. Just remember. <laughs> Boy, she's a bundle of talent. Her. Mm-hmm. Man, what's her story? Is she into dudes or uh, is she going for girls? I don't know her. Because <laughs> when I hear a name like her, I'm, I think it's one of those things, you know, pronoun things. Oh, you think? I don't know. Wow. What kind of name? What kind of focaccia <laughs> name is that? <laughs> I do think every time. What is her? H e r. It's a. It's an acronym for uh, like her something majesty or yeah. I don't know what her stands for, but it's H e r. Having she everything could, revealed. Yeah, she should get rid of that. It's confusing. Just be. Hit him with the high. Jane or Tina, you know. But she's very talented. But first of all, Taylor, Taylor Swift came out and she sang a Carol King song, and I thought she was very good. Uh, but her speech, she gave, she gave kind of a long. I got to admit, I fast forwarded. She was long winded too. She was a bit theatrical too, not as much as Angela Bassett. But it looked like everything was very written down on the on the teleprompter and and kind of just being read and. But uh, her, the song she did was really good. And then um, I'll tell you who's a little powerhouse, that Jennifer Hudson. My God. She did the Aretha Franklin uh, version of You Make Me Feel Like a Natural Woman. Well, no, she did she, the Jennifer Hudson version of You Make Me yeah. Feel Like a Natural Woman. Well, you know what I mean. She she did the Aretha Franklin a tribute kind of thing. But Carol King wrote that song. You forget. Yeah. She wrote that song. And boy, Jennifer Hudson. Now that I had to watch. She had me riveted. Yeah, she no, looks you don't good. fast forward to, through that. And she lost all that chub she had on American Idol. She looks nice, sexy even, which helps. I like it. I like which it. Which helps what? Helps me watch. I like a sexy gal. <laughs> oh, am I gonna everything tell you? in the world is for you? <laughs> well, I'm a consumer of entertainment, and I liked it. I'm just giving you my opinion. I don't know. Sorry, I like it. I'm a complimenter. <laughs> she worked hard she on that. She looks great, and I, I'm glad she lo likes the way she looks now. What'd she do? She did, um, was it Nutrisystem or, or Weight Watchers? Jenny Craig or something. Jenny Craig, I think she was. Yeah. I'll tell you. She, she did a nice job on herself. I got to hand it to her. She was wearing a nice tight dress with the titties and everything. I didn't see any titties in that dress. Maybe I'm making that up. <laughs> I didn't see her titties, but I could tell the outline of her titties in that dress. And I liked it. I liked her shape. Titties. And I like her face. Nice and um, Yeah. But boy, yeah. can she sing. She could say she got herself in shape. She was dangerous. She was turning from Jennifer Hudson into Walter Hudson. And then oh. all of a sudden, yeah, Walter <laughs> Hudson was a big guy. And uh, I'll tell you what. She was never that big. Yeah, uh, I'm saying it could have gotten out of control. Why are you eating so much? <laughs> but she, uh, boy, she looks great and she sings great. Jennifer Hudson, she did a beautiful job on that. Uh, Lost American Idol, got kicked off. That's crazy. 
What a talent she is. And you know what I loved on that Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? I hear I'm doing a free commercial for HBO. I like the tribute to Randy Rhodes, who really, <gasps> I forgot. Randy Rhodes died when he was 25. He was Ozzy I Osbourne's. Was like, oh my he, God, I didn't know that. He was Ozzy Osbourne's guitar player, and he was some guitar player. Did he do the guitar on, uh, let's see, Crazy Train and uh, all of, he, yeah, this whole riff. Randy Rhodes, I think, even wrote some of these songs with Ozzy. I don't know the whole Randy Rhodes story, but uh, yeah. he was an amazing guitar player who died at 25. There was some, was it an airplane accident or uh, something? I don't even know. They didn't say. But listen to that. Pretty powerful stuff. Anyway, when Ozzy lost, uh, as Ozzy said in the tribute, uh, when I lost um, Randy Rhodes, I lost a bit of I died a little bit, too, you know? Mm. When he died, I died a little bit. I died, A little piece of me died. That was the quote. And um, Tom Morello, who I love, got up and gave a Randy Rhodes tribute. And he even said, I loved Randy Rhodes so much. I Listen, I, that he was my guitar teacher. I, I would practice his riffs. He said, I named my son Rhodes. Imagine that. In That's, honor of him. And that was the poster he had on his wall when he... Used to practice eight hours a day. Yep. Randy Rhodes died in a plane crash. I just got confirmation on that. Okay. But uh, 25 years old. Really, what a heartbreaker. But the guy, and I love they put him in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, even though I told you I think it's all bullshit. Well, what was funny was uh, Ozzy telling this story, or somehow in a voiceover they said, he wanted to quit rock and roll and go to Harvard and study music. <laughs> And Ozzy said, are you crazy? <laughs> Who did Randy Rhodes wanted to? Yeah. Wow. Here you go. Here's a little more music from that collaboration of Ozzy and Randy Rhodes. But imagine Tom Morello named this kid Rhodes after Randy Rhodes. I mean, like, I I love John Lennon and Paul McCartney, but I don't know if I'd name my didn't kid, name you know. one child after them. Like Paula or something. <laughs> You know what I mean? I should have named my kids after famous radio DJs. Oh. Except they had no respect well, for any of them. Demento? <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is Demento. We get it. He was great. And then I love that tribute to Billy Preston, who was such a major yeah. talent. The best and, song. And Ringo has dyed his hair completely black. Ringo looks fantastic. I don't, you know, I wouldn't say many old dudes can dye their hair jet black and get away with it, but the motherfucker yeah. is 81 years old and he looks like a kid. He looks terrific. What's he doing? Dude. I don't know. Maybe he's the one that has the pact with the devil. I swear to God. He speaks beautifully. His voice is deep and rich. He uh, looks handsome as hell. I think Ringo. Yeah, the one they used to goof on. Do you know he wasn't a good-looking Beetle? To me, he's the best-looking Beetle. Now, <laughs> damn right, he, he can't get... status. I'm hoping at 81, I'm turning into the good-looking Beetle. <laughs> <laughs> I love that they said Billy Preston was a Beetle. He really was. He he would come in the studio and get those guys, you know, talking and. He played on a bunch of their tunes. 
He even wrote a song with them. What was the song that he wrote with the Beatles? Um, uh, oh, hey, our good friend Sharon Osbourne wants to come in. Hold on a second. She wants him to talk about Randy Rhodes. She oh. loved, uh, yeah, come on, give her a second. Hi, Sharon. Oh, hello, Howard. Hi, Robin. How are you? Good to see you, Sharon. I know you're off the, the show to talk. They, they booted you off there, but uh, I'm happy to oh, speak yeah. to you. I'm so much happier now. But, you know, you're talking about Randy. Oh, I miss his beautiful body. He had beautiful abs. And when he played guitar, I would squirt. You squirted <laughs> when Randy played guitar with Ozzy? I didn't know you were a squirter. I would squirt when he strummed that guitar. He was so hot. My God. Wow. Imagine oh. that. Sharon, thank you for reading for Randy while Ozzy was Right up stage. my vagina. What is that, honey? I couldn't hear you. I used to fantasize about him sticking that polka dot guitar right up my vagina. Ooh, ah, Randy, okay. come back to me. Yes. All right. Oh, All right, I got fingers thank- magical, Howard, if you know what I mean. Yeah. All right, Sharon. Thank you. Say hi to Ozzy for me. Okay. Howard, no. Bye. <laughs> She's a squirter. I didn't know that. He wasn't even anyway, touching her. No. She was just anyway, Billy. Play. That's right. Th- yeah. And then she would squirt, which <laughs> is amazing. I know, Robin, most women have to touch themselves in order to squirt. Right. But Billy Preston, I had him on the show a couple of times, right, Robin? I think I did. Yep. yep. And um, I was a little bit shocked. I knew Billy Preston was a super talent. And I always thought the best song he ever wrote was uh, That's the Way God Planned It. Oh, my God. When he did that at the uh, George Harrison concert. The concert for Bangladesh, I think it was, maybe I'm mixing up my, my, uh, I'm not good with, uh, memories like that, but, um, I know he did it live somewhere and I think it was at the concert for Bangladesh. Holy fuck. But that's the way God planned it. You got the live, Fred, where did he do the live? Uh, don't play that, uh, whatever that, <laughs> that dance music was. Whatever you were yeah, playing. The salsa. Don't play Ho- salsa. Hopefully that won't happen. All right, where did, where was this from? Concert for Bangladesh? That I no, I don't think it doesn't give me the information on that. Okay. That's the way God planned it. That's the way God wants it to be. I tell you, what a song! And they gave him his due. They 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 put him in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Like the good Lord said, promise to exalt us. God planned it, that's the way he planned it to be. Then, and then he goes, he wants it to be. Then he goes, he, you know, he. 
He's so good. But I didn't know this. I feel uh, silly I didn't know this, but on when they were doing the tribute to him on the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, they reminded everybody that Joe Cocker's huge hit, You Are So Beautiful to Me, was written by Billy Preston. Yeah, I, didn't I didn't know, know that. that either. Yeah. And that's unbelievable. You know, the next time I talk to Paul McCartney, if I do get a next time, I got to talk to him about Joe Cocker's version of With a, With a Little Help from My Friends. Because I wonder what he thinks of that. I thought it was so fucking monstrous. Yeah, when I Joe mean, Cocker covered something, he really added something to it. You know, he yeah. gave it a new life. Joe Cocker didn't write songs. He he did other people's songs. But uh, yeah, You Are So Beautiful was written by Billy Preston. Who knew? But this version. Oh, now you're playing... I'm talking about you are so beautiful, dude. Where are you, Fred? You started talking about Joe Cocker. I went to Joe Cocker. Yeah, I wanted to play Joe Cocker's You I, Are So Beautiful. I can change to that up. Okay. Uh, sure. No, no problem. Sorry, pal. Jesus. I'm not vibing with Fred today. Well, no, he's usually right on. You're out of sync. You're out of sync. Probably ate too much Metamucil. Shit, <laughs> his brain's out. <laughs> Fred is sabotaging my bonus show. Oh, here you go. Yes, Billy Preston wrote this. And I was really glad they get they put him in that Rock and Roll Hall. I mean, that thing's crazy, that Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. You are so beautiful. Beautiful song, boy. Billy Preston. He died in 2006. He was 59. That's it, 59, and it was all over. All that talent. You are so beautiful. To me, can't you see? Everything I hope for. Sing it, baby. Come on. You're everything I need. Nice. You are so beautiful to me. And Billy Preston, he, he played with the Beatles. He did the solo on Get you Back. They threw him a solo. And he so toured with the Rolling beautiful. Stones. He played keyboards on their albums. And, I, you know, I was like, man, this is a good show. I got to hand it to them. They put together a good lineup. But Tom Morello talking about Randy Rhodes. I mean, so articulate. And, uh, you know, I was even digging the Go-Go's. I thought Drew Barrymore gave a good speech. And then I didn't, um, uh, didn't I get up to that. I after that. I didn't get yeah. any more. I think I saw Todd Rundgren, and that was it. Yeah, well, the Go-Go's got up and did a bunch of songs. You know, a couple of their hits. And boy, uh, they sounded good. And Belinda Carlisle is still sexy as hell. Maybe because I'm an old man, but I mean, boy, she still moves like a young girl. You know, I mean, she was doing. I, I love her yeah, as a front like person. Your dad talking about, uh, yeah, like Bridget Bardot or somebody. Yeah, right. Like, yeah. <laughs> but I don't know, Belinda Carlisle. She's she she is sexy woman when she gets on stage, right? Oh yeah. You know, and she's another one. She was kind of out of shape when she first started uh, fronting the go-go. She was a chub. 
And she slimmed down and became like a supermodel all of a sudden. Remember that? There was a whole transition. Well, they, she lost her baby weight. That might have been what was going on, that she was just coming no. out of a phase. Oh, you're, you're talking about because she had a baby, but I, that was years later. I'm talking. You, no, no, you know. no, no. I'm talking about sometimes girls are a little chubby during yeah. puberty or adolescence, and they get and I get, they get to be womanly, and all of that just goes away. I'll tell you, I got a theory that Belinda Carlisle and Ringo are bathing in the same vat of blood. That uh, <laughs> <laughs> They're eating the blood of sheep or something. I don't know what they're doing, but she looked great. By the way, this is why I have, you know, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is so silly. Joe Cocker is not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Maybe they think because he didn't write those songs, but he kind of rewrote them. Absolutely. Yeah. I got a game here. I could ask you who you think. I could name two artists and you can tell me if they're in the rock and roll hall of fame all right all right you like games she likes when i play games with her so <laughs> i do it god forbid she doesn't get one right she gets upset you do i know do. i won't sleep. i know i know let me see all right i'll tell you what let me just finish telling you about what i liked okay and then you I'll, didn't and like then the I'll todd play. rundgren stuff because i learned things about todd rundgren too that i did not know no, I, I like the Todd Rundgren thing. I like Patti Smith talking about Todd Rundgren. I find her to be a great orator. Chappelle, of course, is a great orator when he's talking about Jay-Z. I don't know a lot. The only song I know from Jay-Z really is uh, I Got uh, 99 Problems, But a Bitch Ain't One. No, but you that's like it. that one. Uh... The New York, New York, where uh, Alicia Keys is singing with him and he starts yelling over her yeah, thing. Yeah, but the first Jay-Z song I think you started singing to It's me. a hard knock life. It's yes. a hard knock life. And yeah. But, I mean, I think I like that song from... You know, it's a weird thing I have with rap. I'm not a super into rap. I like Eminem, some of his songs. I love the Beastie Boys, some of their songs. I like... Um, uh, I like some of the Jay-Z stuff, but I'm not a real big rap guy, the hip-hop thing. I don't really get it. Like, even LL Cool J, I like some of his songs. Yeah. But, um, you know, I don't know. I don't understand the importance. The way Chappelle was explaining it to a black dude, who, like, like himself, he's saying it was everything. It was beyond. It represented hopes and dreams and all this stuff. And So, I'm, I'm you know, I'm all about it. But... Uh, I didn't know a lot of the music and things, but it was really interesting learning about their career. That's why I liked I liked those packages they put together. LL yeah, Cool J's I mean, I didn't and Jay Z. Know that LL had that kind of status in you know the, the yeah. lineage of rap. You know, when, when Dr. Dre came up and explained all that, that was amazing. Yeah, it was really good. The Dr. Dre was really good. Yeah, I was shocked at how good the presentation of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame was. So I do recommend it on HBO. And I'll tell you what. I, I took great pride in watching the Foo Fighters get inducted by Paul McCartney, which, you know, is a big deal because I had asked Dave Grohl, who the hell is going like to induct you, you guys? Up and saw the whole show. That's why I'm telling you, I'm dragging my ass. I, <laughs> I watched all three hours and 17 minutes of it with an occasional oh fast goodness. forward. I, I fast forwarded through some stuff. But, uh, you know, some of the speeches get a little long winded and some of the thank yous and all that shit. But when uh, the Foo Fighters were up there, and put, you know, I said to Dave, who are you going to get? And he said, it's a surprise, it's a surprise. And, of course, he got the best guy in the world. If, if, if someone's going to give you the endorsement, it was Paul McCartney. And the whole time I'm thinking, 
Paul's no spring chicken. What's he doing in COVID? He no masks. There. Ringo was on video. Paul yeah. was sitting in the audience for the whole Ring- show. Ringo's like, I want to live. <laughs> Paul's like, I got to get out to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I was worried about him. I told you, I think the guy's a treasure. I don't want to see him go. Uh, but there were a lot of people breathing on one another there. I, I guess know, they, they were, were real. sitting close. Mm, that had to be a super spreader event. I would have put Paul in a little bubble. At least in a mask. Uh, but uh, the, evidently, the, the actual taping of the show went like five, six, seven hours. So it goes way it into the to, night. If the, the edited show is three hours, that live show must have taken a day. Well, I'll tell you one thing. So there was supposed to be a tribute to the late drummer Charlie Watts of the Rolling Stones. Mm-hmm. And they were going to do one of those super jams. They were going to do Tumble and Dice. The Foo Fighters, Christina Aguilera, Brandy Carlisle, her, Jennifer Hudson, Mickey Guyton and the Go-Go's with Gary Clark Jr. on guitar. One of those, you know, clusterfuck kind of things that are fun to watch, but they never sound as good. There's just too many damn musicians on the stage. But they were supposed to do a tribute to Charlie Watts. The damn thing got so long, they that's what they cut. That they they cut that. Yeah. Why would you cut that? So a friend of mine who knows something about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame told me that the actual Rock and Roll Hall of Fame show is still going on. Like what we saw on TV was not the end. That was part I mean, one. <laughs> listen, I, I the only time I've been at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame was when John Bon Jovi, who was a friend, asked me to induct the the Bon Jovi band. And I felt funny saying no, so I went. But I put my foot down. I was smart. I said... I'm not going to make it through the night. You want me on this show? I was a bit of an asshole, but I had to be. I yeah, said if, you got to. This was if they were being inducted this year, you would have been up before Carol King. Yep, I said to them, <laughs> I know you're going to in the show that people see on TV. You're going to put Bon Jovi last, but I've got to tape first. I am not staying up till two in the morning. I don't do it. <laughs> it's like my religion. Remember when Sandy Koufax wouldn't pitch on Yum Kipper? Yeah. Yeah, uh, I don't. I don't perform at two o'clock in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> That's my religion. So Andy Koufax was a Jewish dude. He was so into you know the laws of Judaism, he would not pitch on a Saturday, even if it was a World Series. And he was one of the That's greatest right. pitchers of all time. Around that rotation, yep. So he didn't get called out on a Saturday. And I pulled a Sandy Koufax. I said, listen, I said, I'm not trying to be, you know, better than anybody else, but I know I will not be able to fucking stay up till two o'clock in the morning. I can't do it. It goes against my schedule. And I'm a very scheduled, regimented person. I mean, to the point that I am so regimented that if Beth and I even eat a half hour later for dinner, I get completely fucking perplexed. I get thrown off my game. I can't. Even my psychiatrist says this is fucking ridiculous. He goes, you're so restrained. You're so tight. You got to loosen up. I go, well, then tell me how to do it because I can't seem to do it. Well, you could just do it. He says, why can't you enjoy being in Cleveland? It's a special night. You're not going to die. You'll be fine. You'll get so, so you'll stay up and enjoy being with everyone. I said, number one, I one don't enjoy night. Yeah. I don't just enjoy do it. I can't sit. I get sit on Spielchis. If I got to fucking listen 
to the third fucking guitarist in the cars. <laughs> Talk about his career. I can't fucking take it. I can't. I sit there and I squirm and my legs hurt and my ankles hurt and and I start to breathe heavy and I feel like I'm going to pass out. I can't waste my life. I know my time is running out. I am not going to waste my life listening you're to going the drummer. Home to go to sleep. Yeah, I love going to sleep. <laughs> I love it. I love getting in my bed at the right time, and the right time is the sweet spot for me. I mean, last night was crazy. I announced to Beth at dinner. We eat dinner at five thirty. We finish always by six o'clock. I did. I did the dishes last night. At six o'clock, I look at the clock. I allow a half. It's not like I go, "Hey, I'm going to have dinner for a half hour." It just works out that way. And then after dinner, and after I do the dishes, I sit with the cats, and uh, I brush them and give them some love, grooming, you know. But I announced at dinner last night. I said, "Honey." I'm doing a radio show tomorrow. I want to watch the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I want to comment it on the air. It's timely. I'm going to, right after dinner, I'm going to get into bed and watch the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And Beth says to me, oh, wow. I thought you were going to say you want to get into bed for bang (laughs) o'clock. I said, wait, whoa, where did that come from? (laughs) I go, yes, that's exactly what I mean. I want to get into bed, have bang a clock, then whatever you want to do, you can do. I'm going to watch the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. She goes, okay. I was shocked. I don't. She was way in love with me yesterday. I don't even know why. You washed the dishes. <laughs> I don't know. I. She said it before I washed the dishes. Oh. Yeah. What else did you do? I'll tell you what I did, but I can't even believe it. I was working out. And uh, my my buddy Pat trains me uh, over Zoom because I was getting lazy. I was doing on my own for two years, and I hadn't seen Pat. And finally, I called Pat. I go, Pat, I'm falling apart. I can't even touch my toes. I'm like fucking a mess here. He goes, come on, we'll do it over Zoom. Well, I was working out with him over Zoom, and it worked out great. And I was doing I was doing a little bit of exercise. Beth walked in the gym, and she says, you look like a young man doing that. You got to keep working out. You look good. I think I looked good yesterday for a few minutes. Ah, see? Yeah, I think she actually she found me. caught you looking good. <laughs> she caught me looking good. I didn't even know I looked good. <laughs> I think you I think I... You got to sneak up on you to catch I that. swear, I think I turned her on. <laughs> and I've never done that. This is the first time in my life I've ever turned anyone on with my look. <laughs> it usually just takes a lot of whining and nagging. Oh, stop it. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I think that's what happened. So she got we, ate din- we ate dinner, and as soon as I finished the dishes, I go, okay, let's go upstairs. And then Walter, my cat, comes over, and he starts giving me the fucking sad eyes because oh. I brush him after dinner, and he wa- and Beth goes, how can we leave Walter? I go, I, we were just about to have bang a clock. I was all charged up. I already was boned up. One thing about me, man, I mean, I have no problem getting a boner. I don't need any uh, pills or anything. A boner. It's shocking. You know? But, uh, yeah. I, so then I brushed Walter. I couldn't fucking leave him. You high had high. to so brush we, Walter? I brushed Walter, and I hung out with Mooshu, my other cat. And I'm like, Walter, you just fucking cock-blocked me. <laughs> 
Well, you see, they can't stop being.